The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I hear you. But I understand why people are frustrated, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, people see that and be like, well, why didn't it? Well, you got to look at the circumstances and, and know what, what your quarterback is capable, capable of doing. He can't do that. You can't throw across your body and expect an accurate pass. But he's done it before, I thought. No, he cannot throw it. Not, if, he, if he has the opportunity to step into his passes? Hmm, well. To, to actually get set? It's a different story. Andy Reid is giggling his ass off right now listening to this conversation because his quarterback can do it. Right. Just saying. I don't know Listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock Hoop Q, Aries Falcon, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Q in the house. What's going on, Q? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here, man. Glad to have you. And we're also joined with a homeboy from all the way over on the West Coast, the notorious vid maker, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's up, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raheem, it was a good try, but you got it. Yep. Your ass is gone, Ra. <laughs> it was real. You gave it a good try. It was a good try. It was real and it was fun. It just wasn't real fun. <laughs> it wasn't real fun at all. I thought Aries, I thought Aries was a notorious B.I.D. <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, then you're the notorious STD, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the notorious BID, the notorious bid maker. But I thought we called you the BID. I didn't thought we called you the notorious nah. bid maker. Yeah, I always nah, call them the notorious. I thought the notorious BID. I think the notorious BID is much cooler. No, I'm just no, saying. No. no, that's too that's too close to STD. I'm I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, Hoop is not here. Uh, he's, he's a hardworking man. So uh, it's just going to be us two. And uh, we're going to have a special guest later on in the show. And uh, we're going to talk about a topic that's probably going to get pretty hot. <laughs> but respectful. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, because everyone's entitled to opinion and you know yeah because because the pins are like assholes <laughs> everybody's got, got one and i want to thank everybody for checking us out here at the what's up focus podcast Don't forget you can't <laughs> some this. stink worse than others so you know <laughs> wow aries is ready to go <laughs> but uh all right man before he we knows, go- he knows a lot about assholes <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at What's Up Falcons and also send us a text at 770-268-0555 and check us out exclusively on Armchair All-American. All right. Before we get into the good and bad and ugly, let's get serious for his little for a quick second. We lost to the Saints again. Again. The offense stalled out again. That, that You know. 
one touch is it one touchdown in the last two games we played against the Saints? We've had Yeah. It, that's not a good look for someone who's trying to <laughs> become the new head coach. We kicked some field goals. Oh, we always good at field goals. <laughs> we got that on lock, son. <laughs> it's just the oh, other part. Of yeah, we got that. a Chinese kicker, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we have, I call it the three R's, man. I think that our biggest issues. One is running the ball. The other R is rushing. And the third R is red zone. We can't get right with any of those three things, man. Oh, I- I, I was going to say receiving, but yeah, it works too. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't get right, man. It's, at this point, man, it's, it's just it's just time to start this thing all over again, you know? Because they had so many drops. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, drops. got to it. There you go. I mean, and it's not, and, it's, and just to say, it's not one thing at this point. I don't think it can be fixed the way it is right now. It's going to take... A mastermind. Oh no! I said that after the, I said that after the Bears game. It's it's broken all the way around. Yeah, Arthur has to get uh, going out of everything. Got to go still. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about you know the good, bad, and ugly in this, and because uh, I think I'm going to get uh, our guest is going to be on about eight fifteen. So let's get rolling a little bit with the good, the bad, and the ugly. of this second matchup to the Saints that they swept us now for the first time um, in a while. Um, um, can I get back to you on that? Yeah. <laughs> get back to us. <laughs> no, um, it, it wasn't a blowout. It, it, it stayed close. You know, it started off bad when, when they took that lead, but, you know, Atlanta came back. So I give them that. I, I give them that. It just, it was a close game. So you're saying it wasn't as bad as the first time. It wasn't as bad as the first time. <laughs> okay. That was the good. Key, what was your good? That, I was going to say, that's my good. I mean, we scored a couple of points late and tried to make it a game. It wasn't as bad as the first time, but it was too little too late. And after you knew, you know, you were going to get these guys again, you know, I thought things would have been a little bit different. I thought, you know, it had been a little bit more prepared, but we definitely got out coached. Oh, yeah. <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt and uh, well my good man I'm gonna give my good still to the rookie AJ Terrell I mean I know he got burned but look who he's trying to cover so you know that's gonna happen he's a rookie but he's still Mike Thomas yes yeah he's very AJ is very very physical and not afraid to get up in there man and I I'm, I think that was a good pick the last pick that left from DQ and uh, Thomas so we weren't really sure about that first round pick, so you know. But right now, so far, it's paying off. I think. I agree with it. He has some. He's had some moments. Then they have a, a, a forced fumble late in the game that almost uh, that almost gave us some, you know, like a, a shining moment. But I think it. I think it ended up going out of bounds. But yeah. What do you? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go into the bad then, man. Uh, Q, what was your bad? I know there's like a lot to choose from. My bad is they did what I said they couldn't do, is, and that was let Taysom Hill do his thing. Yeah. And what did he do? His first two touchdown passes of the year, 
of his career, not even of the year, of his career. Yeah. He threw against us. Um, he scrambled against us. I mean, you knew that guy was kind of like the X factor. You knew, you know, you had to slow him down, and they really didn't find a way to slow him down. Maybe a little bit in the second half, but he did some damage early on that we couldn't even recover from it. And you know, they were talking about it on ninety-two nine the game before the game. They said if the Saint, if you can get the Saints behind, Taysom Hill cannot bring them back. But they said if Taysom Hill can get the Saints up, then the Falcons are going to have a hard time, you know, coming back. And that's exactly what what Sean Payton did. And give it up to Sean Payton, man. I think top three coaches in the league right now. I'd have to say, you no, know, Sean Payton's one of them. You know, obviously Andy Reid is another, and then uh, I have to throw in also. Um, um, who's my other one? Oh, Bill Belichick bringing those Patriots back. They were sucking, and now here they are back contenders again. So, anyways, so you don't count the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers who just went like ten and zero. I mean, they lost their first game. No, no, game, no, Mike, Mike, no, no, Mike. I'm, I'm talking about yeah, Mike Tomlin's doing his thing. I mean, they're the best team okay. in the league and just lost their first game. I'm just talking about coaches that are you know. You know, trying to do their thing, trying to get out there. I mean, those are my those are my top three. No, the best coach in the league right now is obviously Mike Tomlin and, and what he's doing. And um, you know, Andy Reid's probably right behind him. But after that, you know, Sean Payton, you know, he's he's up there in that conversation we talked about. Though Tricky. that's the whole point I, I wanted to make. But uh, but yeah, you know, you know, big shout out to Mike Tomlin. I'm sorry he uh, he lost that game to the to the Redskins, but there was a little controversy in that game. Y'all saw Alex Smith run off with that ball. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of how. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I just thought it. it, it I'm, 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 I mean, playing against the, the Washington football team was like kind of like a gimme, but I guess not. It, it, it so this turned is, out, this is, turned out to be a trap game. Yeah. So well, no, it didn't actually. I mean, they probably could have won it, but this is how it, it kind of ended real quick, just to summarize it, because I know a lot of people didn't get to see it. Maybe some saw the highlights. But after fourth down and taking a sack, Alex Smith um, took the ball and he ran out the field with it, the game ball. Whereas Pittsburgh was coming onto the field and they were wanting to kick a field goal and keep things moving, he took the game ball and, and ran off the field with it. The clock wound down. And anyways. Um, that sneaky play, if you haven't seen it on YouTube, you got to go watch it. But that sneaky play ended up being, you know, the, the factor of why uh, Pittsburgh lost the game. He, uh, he he made a heads up play. It was smart. It was good. Um, you know, the refs were looking for the ball because they wanted to spot it. They couldn't spot it because he ran out the field with it. And, and um, yeah, they got some clock in it. And it, it just ended up being the... the um, the reason that uh, Pittsburgh lost, but it was, you know, it was a close game. It was a really good game, but I mean, that's kind of how that one ended. Okay, okay. Uh, Aries, you're bad. Um, losing to the Saints. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand losing to the Saints. That's that's the one. I, if we win two games all year, those are the two I want to win. Right. So. The issue is why we lost to the Saints. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I'm gonna have to go with the play calling. I yeah. just, yeah, that the fact that Dirk Cutter called a run play back to back on on the goal line, and and then Todd Gurley lost seven yards. It's just, you know, they had a shot, and with those with with that play calling, it was just ridiculous. 
So I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that. I'm gonna go with Dirt Cutter. That's as my bad. All right, cool. Or ugly. Well, you stole my bad, but that's all good. Yeah, Dirk is. Um, Dirk is. Uh, he's a he's a problem. He has to go. He's not the only problem, but uh, yeah, you can't have a high powered, high paid off- offense like we have, and play your rivals. I mean, you're. Uh, I mean, everyone knows how thick and how bad this rivalry is and not score but one touchdown that's exactly. yeah so uh yeah Dirk has to go man I don't see I don't even see how he still has his job today I just, there's just, only so many coaches you can fire in a season yeah but they had they, there's there's uh I think his uh Apparently assistant they didn't fire enough his the, there was the other is I think it's Dirk's assistant coach that someone mentioned that they should just let him Run the offense couldn't do any worse at this point, definitely. Because you know, Dirk's out of. I think Dirk needs to retire. I don't think he's going to get another job after this. Who would pick him up? I guess long gone are the days where guys like Peyton Manning called his own plays and didn't even need an offensive coordinator. Huh? That's kind of one of my issues too. I want to bring up later about Matt too. At this point, but uh, well, I'm. I mean. Peyton called his own plays, but they were designed by the offensive coordinator. So he, Peyton, would go through the playbook and pick the ones that he liked, and then those are the ones he would use. So you still, you still need an offensive coordinator to design and, and to, to develop plays. But when it comes to on-field play calling, that's when you leave it into the hands of your QB. So no, 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 that. That's exactly what I meant. I, I I get that. I know Peyton wasn't sitting around in his off time designing plays. That's exactly what I meant. It's just, I, I, I think Matt has some control. I just don't think he has enough control uh, over the offense that he needs. Because if he saw towards the end of the game when he ran that two-minute drill, they drove down the field with ease because Matt was calling the plays. But when it comes down to where they got to get in the huddle, and then he's got to listen to to who's in the headset, exactly. and it gets to where, you know, it gets to where like these plays are bland and fail, and so easy to so easy no. to pick up. That's I guess he's never heard of Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, man. I mean, uh, we get that a little later, but uh, all right, um, ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, uh, uh, you can start with me. Thank you. I mean, my ugly is, you know, you had two weeks to, I mean, not two weeks, you had three weeks to play a team that you're going to play twice in, twice in, in a three-week period. And I just thought the second game was going to be more competitive. I didn't think that we would get swept by the Saints. I thought that um, it would just be a more competitive game since it's a rivalry game in past years. Even when they were, even when they were worse, I thought last year they probably were worse team they are this year. I don't know, but even last year they made it competitive. Didn't they split with the Saints last year? They they won a Thanksgiving yeah. night game, right? So, yeah, he, I mean, they uh, split with them. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I was just kind of disappointed. I was thinking like a, a, even if they didn't win, I was just hoping it came down to the last team with the ball. Just something that was just so competitive, so back and forth. But this wasn't. This wasn't it. I mean. One touchdown. I'm like, man. I know that's that's it's embarrassing. Yeah. 
But uh, did you? And, they, and, they, and they're doing and they're doing this with a quarterback that's not even a third know, string quarterback. Talking. Right. I know I was talking a lot about Taysom, but I mean the dude is three and zero right now. And um, I was talking to my dad the not too long ago, and he was like, I don't know if they could go three and zero, or I don't know what they could do without uh, with with crab legs. So. Maybe this kid, you know, with a little bit of polishing, he, may, he might be the quarterback of the future up in uh, up in uh, New Orleans. We'll see. It's only been three games, but you know, once teams have have tape on them, things are going to change. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. But I've seen a lot of quarterbacks that you know, Teddy Bridgewater, still doing his thing, and he was kind of a surprise out of nowhere. I didn't think Teddy was going to be that good in the NFL. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Right. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I thought I, I knew Lamar was going to be good just by by watching watching him in college. Yeah, but I'm saying once you get tape, I mean, you know he's going to use his legs. So now all you all you got to do is remember when Mike Vick struggled when people took the run away from him, made him stay in the pocket. You know there was some struggle that struggled to happen. But yeah, you know. but he also he also said he didn't do the work either. Yeah. That's true, and we can go back and forth and look at the underlying factors, but but um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this young man. I think he has at least one or two more starts, so we'll see what happens with the with Mister Hill. All right, uh, Aries, did you see an ugly? Yeah, just just the whole thing all together, man. It's just, I mean, you know, what I'm saying so many so many drop passes. It, it just, you know. In the end of the day, it was a disappointing loss, and I just it's just really ugly for me. Yeah. Uh, well, my ugly man, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to the refs, man, because if was it just me or were they not calling a lot of the holes? They were holding on yeah. Julio like crazy, Ridley like crazy, Gage like crazy, man. Come on, son. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and and they miss it and another thing they missed the the hands to the face call that knocked off the uh, DB's helmet where Taysom Hill had that long run. Yes, where, where the defensive end he clearly knocked his helmet off. Is how serious the hand yeah. to the face was and the holding. So the fact that, that that wasn't called back, I was waiting for it to get called back and it never did, and and that, and, and that's what really pissed me off. So yeah, those refs must have been from New Orleans. But I'm like, come on now. You gotta call something, but uh, yeah, man. Overall, it's uh, it sucks, man. We shouldn't be in this predicament at all with the talent that we have. Um, end of the day, I, uh, go ahead. Do you hear about them looking at who's who's the next GM? No. Uh, they're looking at dude 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 from ESPN, Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick, I don't know. Oh, um, um, he's the brother. What? Oh, ESPN. Yeah, what's his resume look like? Uh, he's worked with the Eagles. He's he's worked with the Falcons before. Um, well, actually, actually, he played for the Falcons back in '92, I believe, and '96. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll see him. Yeah. So they're looking at him as a GM of the GM. GM. As a GM, why? Why? And as he GM before, as he, um, 
No, but I mean, he has a uh, he has a lot of uh, the experience. I mean, I think I think he did he did a little bit for the Eagles a while ago, right? As as in the head office, and then for head coaching, they're looking at Eric Benmini. I don't know how to say his name, Ben-Mini. but he's the OC yeah. Benmini, the, the OC f- f- for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. So, all right, all right. Well, authors are going to have a lot to do, man, because. Uh, we're gonna be pretty bad for a while. Yeah, which is which is crazy because those were my picks like way back at the, when Dan Reed was getting ready to go. Those were those were my picks for the beginning to, to, to who I wanted. So right, that'll be interesting to see if it happens. All right, all right. Um, you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. Q, did Hoop send you his injury report? The Injury Report. He did. I do have an injury report, and um, I can't deliver it with the same flair as Hoop, but I'll (laughs) I'll just say this. Um, Limited participation since the the Saints game. Uh, Got Todd Gurley with a knee injury, Keanu Neal with an ankle, Dante Fowler with a hamstring, Edo Smith has a neck injury. Uh, Hayden Hurst has an ankle injury. Brady Jarrett has a growing injury. They were limited in participation, all those gentlemen. And with no participation at all, uh, the punter, Sterling, what's the name? Sterling Hoff Creer? Anybody know his name? No, I never heard of him. Yeah, well. Maybe that's why. Uh, Julio Jones, no participation. <laughs> Ricardo Allen, no participation. Yeah. Ricardo Allen with the ha- with the concussion. Julio with the hamstring. Not surprised with that hamstring with Julio. Yeah. And uh, James Carpenter, no participation so far this week with a growing injury. Did you mention Todd Gurley? You mentioned Todd Gurley, right? Yeah, he was the first one I mentioned. Okay. He's limited. He's been limited in participation with a knee injury. Oh man, what's going on with Todd? I think that knee is, uh... yeah. I think that, that, that not that knee, both knees, both uh, both knees yeah. have arthritis. Yeah, mm, damn, that sounds very familiar with somebody said early <laughs> on this season. Mm. Didn't I say towards the end right of the season? Yeah. It was who? Yeah, 10, 10, 11 weeks in into it to see how the knees hold up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, who was talking about eight rushing touchdowns and all that? I don't know, man. I'm trying to call my boy Hoop Albert. What? How many has he gotten so far, though? He got. He's got ten, I think, or something yeah, like that. I thought he got ten. But I mean, I mean, when, when I don't, I don't consider those real rushing touchdowns. If if they're in within the ten yard line, you're supposed to get in and score. You know, that, that's what you're supposed to do. So Tell I consider a rushing touchdown twenty years. I mean, twenty. 30 yards out right. and that's a rushing touchdown right. but when you're first in goal I mean yeah you better get in <laughs> hey man at this point I'll give Todd anything he, he gets alright man alright even even that one touchdown where he should have scored <laughs> alright man alright well so uh, we're banged up as usual you know nothing new here hey 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 Todd Gurley coming back next year I don't no. think so no. No. Yeah. Not, not if we one and done like coach. President Trump. 
Yeah, if we get a new head coach, new GM, I don't, I don't, I don't think he stays. I think there's a lot of people who who are going to go, and free agency is going to be crazy for us. Right. Well, you definitely got to replace him because I don't think Edo Smith is a starter. Yeah, we're going to definitely. I think they're definitely going to keep the search on for. Um... Well, they still have that draft pick that they got last year. Um, oh. Something oh 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 I, I forget his name, but I mean he's he's a Boy, he's a <laughs> he's a big back he's a big back, and I think if he had the opportunity, I think he really has some things he want to show. Right. Well, with uh, with it looking like uh, I won't play this this uh, this coming week, maybe we'll get to see him. Who knows? I hope so. Right. Right. So. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's move on, man, and. Uh... We, like I said earlier, man, we have a guest that we wanted to invite on the show. And uh, we have Mr. Logan from Rise Up Rundown. Logan is a, uh, a vid maker on YouTube who has a lot of cool videos about the Falcons. And uh, I just saw his latest video, so I wanted him to come on our show to uh, talk about it a little more. I thought it was interesting, you know, because I kind of felt the same way a little bit, but then you know got to cool down a little bit but uh i thought it was still interesting so i thought asked logan would he come on the show to tell us his point of view about it so uh logan you there yeah i'm right here all right cool all right everybody so we have logan on and um like i said logan made a great video about uh well interesting video (laughs) about (laughs) about matt ryan and uh, he was getting a little uh, a little heat, a little smoke on uh, Twitter <laughs> about his comments on it. Go ahead. But this isn't the first one he's made about Matt Ryan, right? We've heard, we've, we've seen another one, right? I think this is the uh, right, yeah, Logan. This, is, this isn't the first one. I think this is maybe the first controversial Matt Ryan video because, you know, I've oh, made videos okay. on like, Matt Ryan could win league MVP, Matt Ryan should get more respect, but this one's criticizing how he played. Uh, but I've made a lot of Matt Ryan videos. And, okay, uh, I've seen one, a couple of them. Yeah, it, it could have gone either way. I was not really sure what to expect from this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I got it. This is who we got to have on. I was going to talk about it on the show. I'm like, no, let's have him on so he can explain it. So, um, so yes, please. <laughs> some people are very interested <laughs> in hearing about this, Logan. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I sent it to the rest of the guys and had them so they could watch it before uh, you came on. So cool, cool, cool. But if uh, you want, you want, you want to explain a little bit about what you were seeing. Without uh, further yeah. ado, all right. So um, when I started the video, um, I had to, ha- I, I had to clear up something about Matt Ryan before I went into what I saw in the game right. was. You know, I think a big misconception from what I saw when people were talking to me on Twitter was a lot of people. A lot of people said that uh, I thought I said Matt Ryan should be benched and he shouldn't play. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying Matt Ryan should be benched. I'm not saying Matt Ryan is a bad quarterback. I'm not saying he just shouldn't be the starter for next week. I was just simply being critical on what I saw whenever it comes to game-winning drives. And um, to me, 
what I saw at least recently in 2020 was, in my opinion, I thought he was making the game-winning drive a little more difficult than it needed to be. Right. And um, I, it doesn't really help when you have Dirk Cutter as your offensive coordinator, for sure. But yeah. at the same time, you know, I think there were other receivers that were better to throw to than just always Calvin Rittler, Julio Jones, or Matt Ryan. And it is a little hard to explain without, you know, showing film, but I'll uh, try and explain what I saw on the Saints game. Okay. Um, on fourth down and nine, I want to say, um, there was basically a minute left in the game. And, um, you know, was running it on third down and two and a loss of yardage a bad call from Cutter? Absolutely. Um, but from Matt Ryan, I don't want to go off and say that throwing it to Julio Jones double covered was the worst option you could have ever made. Because, yeah, it's Julio Jones. Of course, right. you probably have confidence he'll catch it. You know, the other receivers, it definitely is not a guarantee that they're going to catch it. Right. But I also thought, I mean, surely our receivers are not bad enough to drop a wide open pass. And um, there was Russell Gage on the left end. I think, I want to say Brandon Powell was to the right. Okay. Um, sure, there could have been a defender to tackle one of them uh, near the stick, and it might have been short of the first down. But, right. I mean, surely I thought Russell Gage was a much better option than Julio Jones because Julio Jones was double covered. Right. Whereas Russell Gage... I mean, I think he could have been a good enough receiver to outrun the defender right next to him and get that first because you didn't need to score a touchdown where you were at. You could have just got a first down and run out the clock so the Saints don't have any shot uh, to go down the field to score. But, um, And I I just thought Russell Gage was a little bit better of an option than Julio Jones, which is weird to say because obviously Julio Jones uh, is best receiver but that's well, just what I saw from that game okay now I get I get what you're saying but to throw the ball short of the sticks we've seen many a time before that that is a bad decision because then because then you have the controversy of everybody saying well why did he throw it to him he wouldn't even have the first down yet and and the fact that the, the pass was going to Julio was a miscommunication on the play because if you if, if you if you've seen it Julio had to reach back and grab it which means Matt thought that Julio was going to cut back to the outside corner which would have been wide open he had a five-yard gap in, in that corner so that pass was a miscommunication now to to, to throw it short to gauge when there, there there is a DB on him and across from him with the linebacker in front of the first down sticks would, would have been a totally bad decision because then you have another discussion about the situation about well why did he throw it to him he wasn't at the first down so your best option was to hit this was to try to hit Julio but like I said, that pass was a miscommunication. There, it was two different. They were on two different playbooks. And I think that's fair because um, you know there there was some people 
I think we're saying the biggest problem if you threw it to Gage was if he would have dropped it. I don't think that's the right. biggest concern. I agree. I think the concern for sure was if he was going to get the first down. And obviously, yeah, you don't want to be short of the first down. That is clear. Um, so I think what you said is really fair. Um, throwing it to Julio Jones uh, was probably, it was definitely not a bad option because, you know, Julio Jones, whether double covered or not, I think he was your best bet to win the game for you. Um, but at the same time, I thought you don't have to score on this drive. You can, uh, or uh, not on the drive, on that play. Right. Um, I thought Russell Gates. Now, I, I maybe take back about what I said about Brandon Powell. How, you know, yeah, he might have been open, but I don't think he would have got the first down. So I think I do take back about what I said about Brandon Powell, but right. uh, with Russell Gates. Because if you remember late in the game, uh, I don't think it was on that drive in specific, but there was one drive late in the game where, I mean, he was just lighting it up. Yeah. And I'm thinking, surely Russell Gates can make a play here, right? Um, so I think what you said is pretty fair. I think, you know, none of us are certain that Russell Gates would have got the first down on that play because, yeah, a defender definitely could have <clears throat> came in to tackle him. That much is clear. Um, but I don't think it would have been a bad option to throw it to him anyway, because, you know, maybe he could have outran him. Um, and I do agree. I think there was a little bit of miscommunication on that play. Um, but yeah. that's, that's just what I thought. All right. No, I agree, man. I agree. I mean, it could have been a miscommunication. I mean, we should have been put in that uh, situation in the first place from the play calling to where you have to force stuff to, you know. To, no, to I mean, I mean, with, with Dirk Cutter calling two run plays back to back, and, and it, it wasn't just like two separate run plays. It was the same right, run play exactly. back to back. And that's what caused Ty Gurley to lose the set. Now, him running backwards was a, like, I mean, I don't know if he thought it was 10 years ago when he was still in Georgia. Maybe he would have made that cut and, and hit the corner. But, I mean, yeah, that was just a bad de- 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 decision for him to even run backwards like that and lose those, what, seven to eight yards. Right, but I, I kind of agree though, in part with some of what, what Logan said as far as Matt just you know making plays harder than what they have to be on, on certain. Maybe that example, you know, Aries, what you described definitely is a definitely a good um, opinion about it and an option about it and what you saw and, and we know that you really pay attention to stuff like that. But I, I mean, sometimes we we kind of cringe when we see Matt you know trying to force it to Julio or on you know, different plays like that and it's just like you know like you said they're just because the game's like getting that close and we're behind we're behind don't make it worse man we still have a, a chance to win this game and you would think that you know yeah but Go ahead. That's not necessarily Matt, though. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not. A lot of that's the offensive line. The offensive line, he didn't have time. When you got three seconds to make a decision, right? You know, I mean, what you gonna do? Right. I would throw to Julio if I had to make that decision. Right. 
If you're gonna find anybody, Julio and double coverage is the best option. It's your best bet. I mean, now I, I get Gage did have the crossing option, but he but again he did have a, a corner on him, and then the corner from across the field would have saw the pass and came over to book to block his route. Then you had a linebacker who was sitting spy at the first down marker. He moves up. He moves up to 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 also help with that play, and then there's no first down. So, you know, so it's just it's just the whole situation of that play and where where people are placed. Julio was the best option, and again, it was a bad pass because, like I said, Julio had to reach out with his left arm to an easy, even attempt to, to, to catch right. that ball. But yeah, but then that goes you know, back it, to the other thing. What he's saying, you know, it was a bad pass. It was a bad path, but I, I think Julio misread the play because he was trying to to get loose f- f- from the DB. You know, trying trying to fake out the DB, and that that Julio was supposed to cut back outwards right. to hit that corner. And Julio yeah, I, is injured. We all know he's injured. Oh, he's always injured. So I yeah. mean, that never that's never stopped him before. So yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I think. You know, you could argue and say Matt Ryan threw a bad pass because, you know, you know, to Julio's credit, it wasn't the best pass. But um, I also agree that it was a little bit of miscommunication. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, looking back at it now, um, as frustrated as I, as I was um, when I saw the play, I think there was a little bit of overreaction. And, you know, I, I think sometimes you might need to look at the bigger picture of, well, okay, sometimes it's not always on a certain guy. Like, you know, Dirk Cutter should not have called the play that he did, but at the same time, there was communication from the, uh, miscommunication from the players. Then, you know, it wasn't 100% Dirk Cutter. Julio could have communicated better on that play. Ryan could have thrown a better pass. So I think... On that plan specific, it's hard to necessarily point fingers on who the main problem was on that play. I think really everyone had, you know, a mistake on that play. It was a bad play call, but at the same time, there was a little bit of miscommunication from Ryan to Jones. Right. Um, So it it is definitely hard to point the fingers on who exactly screwed that play up because I think everyone kind of made a mistake there. But what about um, that second video that uh, that you showed as well as an example? I think it was the Panthers game. Yeah. Um, so the one against the Panthers, um, you know, definitely it was a bad play called by Dirk Cutter. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, no one's open. The defense almost kind of, they pretty much knew what we were going to do here. So... Ryan did not have a receiver to throw it to. That much is clear. Right. Um, the thing I did not like from Matt Ryan is I think, and this is just, you know, kind of what I saw. Right. I thought he was trying to be a little too much of a hero on that play, even though the receiver is not open because there was like eight minutes left in the game. I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world to just, throw it away, kick the field goal, because the Panthers' offense in that game was not doing very good. Our defense was not good with Dan Quinn, but I think it was good enough to stop the Panthers if they had another possession, and then maybe you try again, or 
you know, if you don't make it on third and four, it's not like it's impossible to score again on fourth and four. Um, Obviously, you don't want that, but I I just thought anything could have been better than just throwing it to, I can't remember who it it was. I think it was Russell Gage, but I, I just thought, Ryan, like, he's not open. Like, why would you force that anyway? Right. Um, it doesn't help when Dirk Cutter pl- uh, calls that play. It doesn't help that your receivers are covered well. But I'm just thinking, man, like, I thought the better decision was to just throw it away and then right. have your team take a field goal or something. But um, didn't like that he just kind of threw it to him when he wasn't open. And I think that, you know, like you mentioned about that, I mean, the decision making for Matt is not 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 dogging Matt. Matt Matt is awesome, but um, but he has made a lot of questionable <laughs> you know throws that we all can you know admit to that. And like and that Panthers one was definitely a great example of one. But I mean, he's still the bad. I mean, the good definitely still outweighs the bad of what he of you know of what he's done but it just seems like i mean at this point in his career and things like that that i mean i know we all say you know it's the oc it's the o-line it's this it's that you know but no no some of that was matt well let me ask you a question though though does, does matt make those passes if we're not two and whatever three and whatever four and whatever you know, if this was the Super Bowl year where we had a, a we we're over five hundred, right. do you think Matt would have held on to some of those passes? I mean, desperate does, times sometimes call for desperate Matt, measures. Does Matt make those passes if he had a front line who can who can give him less, less than two seconds? But that's you know but, a lot of a lot of these games a lot of these games is because he's being rushed, and and that and that I you hear, have I hear that point. You have a split second to make a decision and to read the defense. I, like, you guys don't understand how hard it is to read a defense when you're playing the game. I've been I've been on the field. I've played, it, I've played ball. You know did anybody mean? So, watch the Green so, Bay game over the weekend? The Green the what game? Anybody watch the Green Bay game? <laughs> no. If you watch the game, they were doing a, they were doing a clock and uh, Aaron Rodgers could get rid of the ball between 2.2 to 2.4 seconds consistently. Right. Consistently. So, I mean... I don't want to hear from an NFL quarterback that you don't have enough time to get rid of the ball. You can adjust, you know. Quarterbacks can do it. Big Ben last True. night, they said it was getting rid of the ball about two, two and a half seconds. But when you're comfortable in the pocket, you can make the decisions, not having to worry about who's coming up behind you. You know what I mean? When you when, when you when, when you're confident in the pocket, you can make those decisions. You uh, you have a clear head, and you're not thinking about. Okay, I have to get rid of the ball because they're coming. I mean, it's you a did, big difference. I mean, it is, but I mean, he should be used to that by now, though. Used used to getting rushed. How, how do you get used to being being rushed? And when you don't have enough time to throw the ball to make those those calculated decisions. Well, as far as improving with that, as, as many times as he's been hit. Anyways, before the season started. You said Tom Brady was going to be a joke because Tampa had no line and he wouldn't have time to throw the ball. And, I mean, they've won like seven games already. You can adjust your offense to your offensive line and design plays for your quarterback to get rid of the ball. Tampa Bay has shown plenty of them this season. 
and they have a horrible offensive line, according to you. I think when you are in... Go, go ahead, Aries, I'll wait. No, 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 no. I I, 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 I have yet to, to watch a full Tampa Bay game because I don't have, you know, the NFL package. So I have to watch what's on my screen. What, what's on well, I can tell you that line, that line is exactly what you said it was. Horrible. You were right. Go ahead, Logan. What were you saying? I'm just thinking uh, when you're Matt Ryan and I, I don't want to say Matt Ryan is Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers immobile because, yeah, those two quarterbacks can't move just at all. But Matt Ryan, he's also no Kyler Murray. So uh, there, there were some people saying Matt Ryan could have and this was the play against the Panthers and the blocking to be honest the blocking wasn't that bad but there still could have been better blocking at the same time but um, I think if someone told me that Matt Ryan could have scrambled around and moved I actually would disagree on that one because Matt Ryan is not a quarterback that uses his feet most of the time right like he's, he's more of a pocket passing quarterback not that he's not that he is that immobile, but he's definitely not the quarterback to use his feet like, you know, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. So if Matt Ryan... Or an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, or Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, he, he's not one of those quarterbacks. So if he in specific doesn't really have an O-line, I can definitely see why Ryan was struggling. I would not really put the blame on him on that one. Now, if you're a quarterback that can move around, I don't want to go off and say that you... I don't want to say it's 100% a mobile quarterback's fault if the O-line doesn't block and the quarterback makes a mistake. Right. But it's also safe to say that they could have... I hope this makes sense, but they could have, like, scrambled around and made a play. But Matt Ryan's not really that type of quarterback. He's so, not... Nice. You know, when he has a battle line in front of him, it's just who he is. You know, like in year, I believe, 13, he's there's just no way he's going to improve that. Right. Um, he's just in his mid-30s. He just has never really been that way, and I don't really see it changing. Um, so with a battle line in front of Matt Ryan, I would not really put the blame on Matt Ryan for that one. Um, but... I can also agree that maybe the uh, decision-making under pressure, I don't want to say it should be, you know, as great as it is when there is no pressure, but it could be better if that makes any sense. Going going back and uh, watching that, watching that, that video of yours, looking at that Panther game, he threw that ball on the defensive end, and the defensive end hit him as soon as he let it go. So if he had that, say, Two more, two more seconds to hold to hold that ball, or, or even get get out of out of, out of that way. Um, that crossing pattern by Russell Gage was wide open, and I think that's what he, that's what he was waiting for. He was waiting for Russell Gage right. to flat line out right. and and and, cro- and and cross the end zone, but he didn't have the time, so he threw it anyway. Now the the him throwing it was a bad decision, but he didn't have the time to wait for the play to you know. And build up, but why not throw it away? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think uh, if you're gonna get sacked, I would at least throw it away. Um, and to be honest with you, I think taking a sack would actually be somewhat of a better option because I mean, hey, at least you have a chance to score with 
your kicker. Um, so, but anyway, I think the best option would have been to throw it away because, you know, yeah, there was someone that hit him. You know, he didn't have the correct amount of time to wait for a gauge to get open. But I think his better option was to just throw it away. Right. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I think, you know. I guess I just don't see him having the correct amount of time to get open for the rest of the season. So I guess we're just going to take it the rest of the season. Not if. No, this offensive line needs needs to get it together to give to give Matt the 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 proper time. And going back to where right too late for that, man. We're like week 12. No, I, I'm not. But I mean, they can they can finish. They can, I'm, I'm not saying you know things are going to change, but they just need to get in sync because, or else this is going to get worse. These last what four or five games? This is just right. not. I mean, we got we, we we have a high-powered rush defense next week with the LA Chargers, and right. then you got Kansas City coming up, and, you, and then you got Tampa Bay twice. So right. it's just going to get worse. I agree. It's definitely going to get worse. And uh, I mean, but, you know, it's like you said, we'll say that they'll work on the O-line. The the O-line will get better. Matt had a a better offensive game. But then, as we know, something else is going to happen. The defense is going to recess again. It's like it's always something we can never. Jekyll and and Hyde. It is. We can't get consistent. One day they look amazing. Right. Yeah. No consistency at all. So, no, no, because I was I was expecting to see a whole other d- 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 defense against that Saints game. Exactly. I was expecting that Las Vegas Raider defense to get at to get at at um to take some hit. Me had, too. Yeah. Had they did that, man, that, 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 that was that was a win. That was an easy win. Had that defense played as, as they did. Now I don't know if it was was it uh, the uh, Raiders <laughs> offensive line that was so bad that made us look good. Or or was the Saints' offensive line that much better than you know the Oakland was? I'm sorry, the Las Vegas was. I think. You know, uh, so. I think it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, I think the Raiders' offensive line is fine. You know, it's it's good, but I think our pass rush. To be honest with you, I thought our pass rush. I, I might sound a little biased, but. Um, I thought our pass rush has actually kind of quietly been good. Uh, it just kind of doesn't seem that way when we okay. face the Saints because, you know, the Saints, I don't really want to admit this. I am the last person that wants to admit this about the Saints, but the Saints have a good O-line. I mean, they, yeah. you know, it was not going to be this piece of cake like we all thought it was going to be. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, Surely, I think Raheem Morris is getting a little more crap than he is. Because really, the only two games he just looked really bad in are the two games against the Saints. Right. And, you know, I don't want to admit it, but the Saints have themselves a pretty good O-line. Whereas they have themselves a pretty good team. Yeah, a good team, exactly. They have a rookie Um, center. Whereas every other game we and they're played, and they're winning with the rookie center. Oh wait, what? Say what, Q? 
Aries said Aries said they have a rookie center, but I said they're they finding a, a way to center. win with a rookie center. The, I mean, the yeah. Saints are a good team. They are. They. I mean, if you look at the stats, there. I think Pittsburgh is number one favorite to win the Super Bowl, but you know, in the top three or four, uh, the Saints are right there too. I think that too. It's I think like it's like Oakland. It's like um. It's like the Chiefs, the, the Steelers, the Chiefs, another team, and then the Saints. Go ahead, yeah, Logan. I can agree on that. Yeah. But as we all know, no matter how good the Saints are, they'll find a way to blow it in the playoffs. So that's what we're hoping uh, for. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. That makes yeah, it even more at sweeter. Least a, a pass in, <laughs> at least a pass interference call where they don't throw a flag. You know, we'll take that too. <laughs> That's a like happy New Year's gift for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna be a very Merry Christmas for me. I got one more question. Yeah. I wanna, it's a hypothetical question. I heard of someone say this, and um, just asked you guys if 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 uh, that Saints game, if we had Sean Payton coaching us, would we have won that game? If we had Champagne uh, as our coach, he's a game planner. He's a game planner. He's a week by week game planner. I I think, you know, what's funny is that actually, uh, I was just talking about Sean Payton earlier with my brother, and there's, I don't, you know, I don't want to admit this, but <laughs> I think something that Sean, uh, I keep saying Sean McVay, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Sean Payton, Payton, Payton. Uh, you know, one thing that I think he does a pretty good job on is he prepares his backups all the time. Because, I mean, Michael Thomas will go out, but whoever replaces him looks, you know, pretty good. Drew Brees went out, and I will admit that Taysom has actually looked pretty solid. Uh, I think he prepares. Not, but hey, 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 not not one year, two years in a row he lost his starting, starting quarterback and still won games. That's impressive. Yeah. Let's not forget about last season. Drew went down last season, too. I, I, I think that's something Sean Payton does really, really good. Um, and, you know, with Raheem Morris, I, I do like Raheem Morris, but he is – I just don't think he's the answer at head coach. No. So I think if we had Sean Payton, I think it would have been a little more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I, I totally agree because, man, I think coaching has been a, always been our issue. I mean, you know, who do we, who do people give really silently? We hate to say it, but give the credit for us making it to the Super Bowl in '16. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Not Dan Quinn and Smitty when he was here. Yeah, and when Smitty was here, he, Smitty got us close a few times, but he just couldn't do it, you know. And I don't know who got, uh, was it Moore that got us there in, in the 90s, Q? NFC Championship against the Eagles, yeah. Moore. So, you know, I don't know, fellas. I think at this point, it's definitely time to change up every part of the coaching staff mm-hmm. because they all. Uh, and it was, well, Dan Reed was the head coach in 98 when they went to Super Bowl. Right. And I, I just yeah, think, I think. yeah. I just think Quinn's stink is still on his team, man. We got to get rid of everybody, and Ra, Ra has to go. And uh, I don't know, but something. I mean, I think we it's it's time to uh, 
But just if you're talking about a complete rebuild, it's gonna yeah. It's gonna. I mean, is that something you want to do with Julio and Matt? Do a complete rebuild? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Logan. I think uh, with rebuilding, uh, I-, I will admit that the the way I wanted them to rebuild uh, has kind of changed from the beginning of the season to now. Because I'll be honest, I-, I thought the season was over ever since that Cowboys onside kick failure. I'm like, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you, I'm just you were right. <laughs> I- I'm just thinking at first, I, I just. I think it could have been a little bit of an overreaction because Dan Quinn really, I mean, it was really bad when Dan Quinn was here. And I was just thinking, yeah, this is a problem. But when Dan Quinn is gone, it kind of made the team uh, look better than they did with Quinn. And now I'm thinking, okay, if we go a full rebuild, I don't think you need to get rid of Ryan and Jones, but I think you need to prepare for it if that makes any sense. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't even call it uh, a yeah, it's, it, it, it's more of, of like an overhaul to, to yeah, get yeah, rid of, 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 of the coaching staff and put, a, put people a in. A major place. overhaul, though. Yeah, it's, it's a major overhaul, overhaul because, because when I think of rebuild, because when I think of rebuild, I'm thinking of like into rebuilding the actual team. The team that's on the field overhaul is getting rid of all all these coaches and, and b- 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 bringing in new ideas. If they can do that within which, a two which year players, span, which we, players are you going to rebuild the team around? Well, which players are going to rebuild the team around? I can only name three. Who? Obviously Matt Ryan. Obviously Julio Jones. Uh, the kid out of Clemson. And then you know. But do you do that the, at, uh, at Matt's age? Terrell? But do you do that at Matt's age? I mean, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I mean, he's what, that's what I'm what, saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like a 35? it's a complete rebuild. He's like 37, 36. Yeah, he doesn't have too much left. <laughs> he came in the league in 07, I believe. 07, I think that's right. 08. He, 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 so he was he, drafted. He was drafted in 08. He played. He, he played the yeah the 08 season. He started in 08. Yeah, so. You you, got to start looking towards the future. You don't, you let them ride it out, but it's not going to get better. But you got to start planning now, planning now for the future, man. It's not that Matt's bad. You know what I'm saying, Logan? Yeah. That's what the Patriots didn't do. It's time, man. Yeah, I I thought that. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know if you necessarily, you, you let Ryan and Jones play for at least next year. But after 2021, I'm I'm just thinking. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna be honest, man. I, I just don't really see how after uh, what would it be next year? I want to say five years since the Super Bowl. Um, I, I'm just thinking five years later. They, and if if it does not work out next year, there is no way I can see five years later that these same players are going to do exactly what they did in 2016. And I'm just thinking, if it doesn't work five years after the Super Bowl, I mean, what more do you need to say? I mean, right. you need to prepare for something new. Uh, that would, um, I would actually think that's more of the definition of insanity from Arthur Blank. If he just rides with the same exact players after five years, and this is if it does not work out next year. But no, the coaches, yeah. 
Absolutely. Like every single coach on here needs to go. Um, I'm, Dirk Cutter is just gone. Raheem Morris, if you kept him as defensive coordinator, I wouldn't hate it. But if you kept him as head coach, that would be a mistake. Um, but for the players, some players I would be okay with if you let them go, like Demonte KZ. Uh, if you let go of uh, uh, Isaiah Oliver, um, there's some players I'm okay with. But if you have like the big names like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, let them ride for one more year, and then after that, I would get ready <laughs> for something big. Yeah, I agree. But I, you know, um, I'm sort of remember something you just said that I'm like, go ahead, Aries. Well. So. So it's gonna it's gonna take at least two years with a new head coach, new OC, for them to get acclimated and used to playing with what Matt's gonna get used to playing with them. So that's that's gonna be, you know, I'm saying two years right there, and then so you're looking at year three, which is 2022. 2022-23 for them to actually make a move to actually have results. With, with after those two years, so well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but my 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 hopes of Matt winning a Super Bowl with the Falcons and Julio winning with the Falcons. I think that window is definitely well. That window closed two years ago, and I don't Just think closed. it's going to open back up. I don't. I, it doesn't matter who you bring in here. I don't think it's going to open back up. That's just my personal opinion. And Raheem I, has to go because he sounds too much like Quinn on his press conferences. I don't even watch him anymore be, be, because of Dan Quinn. I used to watch him after every game and now it's just like you're feeding me the same spoonful of bullshit yeah. like every every time. So He's Quinning us. It's the same, the same soup reheated every week, man. Yeah, so I mean, I stopped watching press conferences. So I, I mean, I, I saw the, 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 the one against the Raiders and it was just like, okay, you got to win. You got a big win. Be happy. And he's just like, oh, no, we did. Okay, whatever. Let's let's move. So. Yeah, I agree. Logan, are you going to mention one more thing? Or? Um, one more thing about the Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. And with the Falcons head coach decision moving forward, um, I, I, I agree that Raheem Morris is so similar to Dan Quinn. He says uh, almost the exact same things um, every time. And, yeah, you know, if they win or lose, it's just no emotion, right. no nothing. Um, and 2016, I Dan Quinn had a little bit of emotion, but he still didn't quite have that. So, yeah, I think all of our success definitely – in that Super Bowl year was not under Dan Quinn and anyone that is like Dan Quinn you gotta get out because they have no personality and they also don't really have that uh, how do I say it they don't really have a mean personality but not mean as in like you know rude to his players just football mean (laughs) Uh, Dan Quinn is just like a a nice, you know, cool guy. Like, no, no, no. Like, that doesn't go anywhere. Which is, um, which is, you'll need to find someone with a little bit more of a personality. Right. 
I mean, I know people have been throwing around Rex Ryan and all that. At first, I was way against that, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe arrest Rex Ryan like. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd bring in Rex Ryan, but I, I'd bring in someone with just someone with a personality, you know, like um, I can't quite. Uh, there was someone that I was going to talk about, but he blew out of my head. But um, That's all good. Dan Quinn and I don't even think Mike Smith. I don't know. I, I just feel like they didn't really have anything in Atlanta and the players kind of fell along with how he acted you know after every win it's just uh, you know moving on after every loss uh, moving on like no if if there's a win you gotta celebrate if there's a loss you gotta get frustrated and move forward and I didn't really see that from Raheem I didn't see that from Dan Quinn do, do, you, do you see that from do you see that from Bill Belichick no uh, he's, a, he's a, a little bit of a different personality there yeah. <laughs> uh He's he does not really uh, he doesn't really get happy he doesn't really get angry either. But one thing that I do like about Belichick is he doesn't really give off the impression of we're screwed because I think he's confident in what he's doing, which obviously is good. But right. with Dan Quinn, I think you could just kind of tell like yeah, this this dude doesn't really exactly know what his game plan is. Right. He's kind of, you know, he's just monotone. Now, Whereas Bill Belichick, yeah, he's monotone, but he's at least confident with a game plan. And exactly, and and he's also menacing when he when he's talking. He gives you short answers. He's yeah, yeah that too. And he and he, but you can tell by looking at him when he's talking. He doesn't want to be there. You can actually see him plotting and planning for the next game. If you know what I'm saying, just this expression. So well, you, that's his, that's his best phrase. We're on to the next week. Exactly. That's what he always says. We're on to the, he, we're on to the next week. And he comes across that way when he does his press conferences. You know, people make fun of him about it, but you know that's a serious dude, and you know he's pissed off. He he's not throwing stuff. He's not yelling, or even when they win, he's never smiling and happy. He's methodical. He's thinking, "What do I need to do? What's going to be next? How are we going to fix this? How you know?" And that's why he's who he is Quinn was nowhere yeah. like that <laughs> yeah I think that too uh, Bill, Belichick uh, he only he only uh, slightly celebrates when he wins a Super Bowl but even then he doesn't really he doesn't really give off the expression of okay at least we won no 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 he's like yeah we're on to the next right. whereas with Dan Quinn and uh, uh, even a little bit of Mike Smith Raheem Morris They'll, they'll stay confident or not confident they'll stay uh, monotone you know they'll not smile and stuff but they're just not really doing it the right way if that makes sense they just you just know they don't exactly know what the game plan is but Belichick is prepared right every single time exactly exactly and uh, as we saw we're still having that issue here so but uh, alright Logan man hey I want to thank you for uh, taking time out to join us to talk about your video. I thought it was very interesting. I thought we I thought it made for some good uh, conversation. And at the end of the day, I don't think anybody on you know right here now 
think anything bad about Matt Ryan. Actually, if you think about it, I kind of feel bad for him because he he should have had a Super Bowl by now. Him and Julio. Probably more than one. And it's a shame that they haven't gotten it. They did have one. They no, winning one. one. You know, a ring. No, they, they won one. And it just wasn't their fault. <laughs> but What it, else did you want them to do that night? No, dude. You know what I'm saying. But um, we're not blow yeah. it. It's a shame, man, especially for Julio, man. I'm going to say this. If we trade Julio, I wouldn't be mad because I think he deserves, if he had an opportunity to go to a team, if he goes to the Chiefs or whatever, he deserves that chance to have a Super Bowl ring. If that happened. I mean, of course, I want him to retire as a Falcon, but if that happened, you know, I would be like, get your ring, Julio. But the funny thing is, if, if he did get traded... He'd end up somewhere like Detroit. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> One thing I like about Julio is that at least he's not Antonio Brown, like, begging and begging for some sort of trade and right. just going Like, Julio keeps it with class. And to be yeah. honest with you, if Julio was traded to another team, I'm just like, I mean, at least he didn't do anything bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Now, Julio is like... He's probably the perfect player you would ever want as a coach or owner. He's, he's not a yeah. diva. Right. He's exactly. not a diva. He's a, he's a wee so guy. No, no. He's not a diva at all. He only loses a $100,000 earring and hires a whole company <laughs> to go find it in Lake Lanier. <laughs> not a diva at all. Come on, Q. That's low. <laughs> the only, the only I, I, receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about on the field antics, off the field antics. Like, like No, no, no. I'm, I'm just being... I'm just being silly. The, the only person I know that ever made a big mistake was Roddy White. Roddy and Bill Belichick said that he wanted Roddy to come to New England. And had Roddy gone to New England, he would have won a Super Bowl that year. Because the, they won a Super Bowl that year. But anyways, Roddy White was the only fool I knew that was hung it up before his time and had a chance to go somewhere. I don't know if they could have worked out a trade or what his contract was or what was going on. But uh, Bill Belichick wanted Roddy White and uh, it never worked out. Yeah, but he also wanted uh, what's his name? I really want to the new, and we yes, saw so that ended up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, Logan, thanks, man. We really appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, tell everyone where they can check you out. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, where you can get to me is uh, on YouTube, of course. I'll be at Rise Up Rundown. Um, I have a new podcast on SoundCloud called cool. Dirty Bird Discussions. Um, cool. There's new episodes every Wednesday on that. And then you can find me on Twitter at Rise Up Rundown. And then technically you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. But I will warn everyone, I do not exactly post that much on there. But you can follow me on there. Um Cool. I think that's it. <laughs> don't feel bad about that because we don't post on Facebook at all. <laughs> I think you, I, I think you should definitely come back. Come back one more time this season. Come back after the second new uh, Tampa Bay game. Come back after that. Oh yeah, for sure. I got I got a feeling those two games are going to be interesting. So it'd be cool if you could come back after that. Oh, and Logan, and Logan's down there too. He's close to Tampa Bay. So right, Logan, you in Orlando? Oh. Orlando. Yeah. 
There's a 50-50 chance I'll be at that Tampa Bay game. I'm not going to confirm it, but there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, you're definitely welcome back on our show anytime. Yeah, if if the the Chargers had Alex, we're gonna actually open up their their stadium. I, I was gonna be at that game too. That's right. Aries is Aries is uh, he's actually in California, and he was planning on uh, going to the game there and coming here until you know the pandemic happened. So yeah, but uh, yeah, pandemic. I I thought for sure I was like, yeah, there's no way. I- there's no way they're going to let people in the game, but well, there they are. They're letting people in. <laughs> Some teams. Oh yeah, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> does, it, does anybody know how you get into those games? Do you have, do you have to be a season ticket holder, or how do you get into them? I know they're doing with like twenty percent capacity, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I have no clue. I don't either, man. But I'm uh, not. Just check on StubHub. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So that's how you're going to do a StubHub. Um, yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't. I hope I don't. You know, pay for it and then they'll they'll get back to me saying they have to limit the space. I mean, I would. I understand it, but boy, I don't know. <laughs> hope not. Here you are. Here you. Well, uh, all right, Logan. Logan, man. Uh, thanks again. Thanks again. And uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll see you on Twitter, man. And uh, I'll definitely keep checking out your videos. And uh, we'll have you back on real soon. Yeah, come right, back, come back after the Tampa Bay game, especially if you make it to that game. For sure, for sure. Thank you. All right, man. Later. All right, see you. All right, fellas. So, uh, Aries, <laughs> I thought you did. You handled yourself very well, man. He spoke Thank facts. You. He spoke facts. Yeah, he spoke so, some great facts, and you know, you you had. Had him, you know, think about it a little more and, and really think about, about the example. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did backpedal a little bit, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he still smoke. <laughs> oh man, now, Logan's a good well, dude, man. He's well, a good he, dude. He wants to stay relevant and stay, you know, stay out there. So you know, he had to backpedal a little bit. You know, every spit those facts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dude, though, man. I, yeah, I enjoy watching his videos and, and all you guys. I mean, all those uh, vid makers and stuff like that. So, I'm gonna go check out his videos. Uh, I'm gonna check it out tomorrow. And I gotta give it to him. He stays consistent. I'm, I, I, I'm glad you changed because when he was, I was waiting for for, for that Bears game to pop up. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna get him on that one. Played, oh, you need, need you should have brought it up. Game. You should have brought it up. Get to that Bears. Yeah, <laughs> why'd you bring it up? Buddy? I would, I would have hit him hard on that Bears game. <laughs> Oh my God! That was that, that was the one that really got under my skin too. Oh man! See, I didn't know. I, I, I figured. I thought it was the uh, the Saints game. No, it was that Bears game. He talked about like, oh, <laughs> you should have brought it up, man. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I missed most of that game. We were driving home from the airport that day, so I missed most yeah. of that game. But <sighs> but it's all good, man. He's he's, he's look. He's he's totally a, a diehard Falcons fan, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, needs to learn the game more, but okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Come on, man. Shots fired. Hey, let's wrap it up, man. I'm, uh, yeah, let's wrap I'm this. Hang out with the little guy. Um, so, what do we got coming up again? All right, we uh, got Los Angeles Chargers. We have the Chargers coming up, man. Oh, and that's a four o'clock game. 
No, no, the Chargers. Jalen Ramsey plays. I'm talking about the Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Rams. The Chargers. Um, oh, and the Chargers have, suck. Yeah, but but they've lost all their games by like like seven points or less. And they got a rookie QB, right? Yeah, who's out there balling? Yeah. Uh-oh. This might yeah. be uh, this might oh this might be one of them trap game. Uh, he's, he's a, no, yeah. it's no trap, no trap game because both both teams suck. So it's going to be who but sucks the Chargers, the worst. But, but the Chargers have the the better chance at winning this game because of what they perform, how how they perform. They really haven't had very many, you know, what I'm saying losses to where like oh my god, it's a blowout. They all their games have been close, and one or two plays could 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 have changed the outcome of the whole game. So, but I mean, they do have Joey Bosa, right? And I forgot the other guy uh, who, who who's on the other end. But they have some hard hitting, getting to the quarterback, grandma pitchers kind of people on that team. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a tough one. But you know, and right now, if you ask me, I'm 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 hoping Atlanta wins, but I'm gonna have to pick the Chargers. Where they where are they playing at? They it's on the road, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's in LA. It's in LA. That's that's the game I was going to be at. I, I was going to be at that game. And it's going to be in LA in a completely empty stadium, right? Yeah. Okay. I think the Falcons take this one. I'm gonna go with the Falcons for one week. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go one with, week. Wow. I'm going to go to with the Falcons only because their feet on the fire after this last game and losing. Uh, getting swept by the Saints, so then they're not going to come out and let that happen. Have another loss happen, so I'm, I'm picking the Falcons. That's kind of what I'm thinking too, Rob. Yeah. And before we go, Matt, I want to read just tweet from Aries. I know you were talking about Matt and, and watching the game and all that, but during the game, Ovi Mahaley, which who's a former Falcon and who we've had on the show, was tweeting. Oh, yeah. and, and he likes he likes dudes, right? Because we said the pictures. <laughs> dude, don't go there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My we don't know that. That's not verified. We won't be back on the show. I'm not no <laughs> I heard that from my old Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. I thought his name was Cordell Stewart, but never mind. <laughs> but he, he Cordell Stewart is a wife beater, dude. Please. <laughs> but Ovi, he mentioned about you know he was he said I refuse to believe that Taysom Hill, uh, uh, Taysom Hill led Saints team is better than Matt Ryan led Falcons team on any day of the week, month, year, etc. Problem is that no one, especially the Saints, care what I believe. And I said, believe it, Ovi, believe it. And then he said, I just feel like future Hall of Famer, and yes, he will be a Hall of Famer of the of the numbers alone. Greatness should overcompensate for the lack of QB talent that is Taysom Hill. <laughs> Mm, my thoughts exactly, but uh, you know, not the Quincy standards. <laughs> I said that earlier. I said the dude is only, only started three games, but he's three and zero. Oh. You know, I mean, you know, give him a chance. Give him a whole yeah, off I, season when I, I mean, I give, Drew Brees is gone to see what he can do. I, I give, <clears throat> I give, I give Matt a, a Hall of Fame, but he's he's not going he, he's not going to be first ballot. I, I don't think. Nah, not at all. But by the by the numbers, he he definitely will be. Hall of yeah. Fame. What about Mike? What about Michael Vick? Will be Will he be first ballot? He he should, but because of his history, I don't think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking too. 
they're going to call him a fraud. But, uh... <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. He changed the game, and if they let T.O. into the Hall of Fame, yeah. I think they'll let Mike in, but I can't remember if T.O. was the first ballot or not. If you don't know, T.O. was not, and that's why he did not sh- sh- show up. Um, if you if oh, you yeah. don't have Mike, Mike Vick, you don't have the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell Wilsons and, and all of that of the league now. So he changed the game. He made the being a physical and running quarterback viable to the sport. So without Mike Vick, you have none of that. All right, fellas. All okay. Right. All right. Well, we're uh, gonna go. I just looked out. I just look, hang on a second. I just looked at my window. Running, running. Cunningham looked at my window and was like, "What?" <laughs> no, no. Anyway, look, look, look. Randall, Randall was cool, but Mike Vick was a different type. Of, was a different type of running quarterback. No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm just messing with you, dog. I got you. I was messing with you. <laughs> I, 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 I've had that discussion, that discussion many times before on, you know, I'm my YouTube channel. So I, I get it. Everybody. Well, what about Randall Cunningham? And like, like look. <laughs> He was a different type. It was he ran to evade. Michael Vick ran to score. Right. So yeah. there you have it. All right, fellas. Well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up. I want to thank everybody for checking us out this week at the What's Up Falcons podcast. Don't forget to hit us up at at What's Up Falcons on Twitter. You can also uh, send us a text at seven seven zero two six eight zero five five five. And exclusively at Armchair All American. And you also can go to your Echo device and say, hey, play the latest version of What's Up Falcons podcast and she'll play it. So, um, yeah, we're everywhere, man. So we're, you know, trying to grow this thing. And we got some swag coming too. Don't forget to check out the end channel. Oh, yeah, and the YouTube, YouTube. channel. YouTube channel and next next week OJ tweets. Yeah, getting back to that. Oh, oh, oh the, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, cracked yeah, me like, up. I like that. Yeah, in Twitter world. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now that was awesome. I had one prepared for tonight, but it kind of you know went over. But we'll have OJ oh. next week. <laughs> okay. All I right. will say this though, Q. I don't know if it's a coincidence. Either it was the juice. Or we got the the show out a little later in the week, but um, our downloads were a little low after that episode. But I'm just Uh-oh. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> but hey, that ain't gonna stop us. So, uh, all right, fellas, if that is it, I will holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Playing the latest episode. What's up, Falcons? Check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at armchairallamericans.com. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.